For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. But Gavin, let's let's start in Nashville, where we are. Vandy, Hawaii. We were both in attendance for that one on Saturday night. I think I'd sum it up this way: Vandy won a game. It's a game that it might have lost in past years. I, I would call the effort for what we expected in terms of style probably a D. And I would say the bad was that some of the things that we feared about Vanderbilt. Uh, came true in, in terms of potential weaknesses. But uh, before we get into that, let's talk about the things that you saw from Vanderbilt that stood out and maybe even Hawaii and the things that you liked on, uh, excuse me, Saturday night. Yeah, well, let's start with um, let's start with the opposing team. Let's start with Hawaii first before we jump into Vandy. Um, they looked completely different. I got to give credit to, to Timmy Chang and what he did out there with his team. I mean, we went out there a year ago in the islands it was us versus the islands and when we played them they were at a point where we were you know that first game um which was a nightmare under etsu in, in year one of clark lee that's where they were and then a year later they were you know so much better and what's not and that's what happens when a program restarts when a program restarts with a new head coach you know however many new players they had it takes time it takes time and so side note that's why i'm really intrigued to see what happens with colorado this year wait another story but um, give credit where it's due, man. He'd had those guys ready to play. I think they had something to play for as well with all the Maui wildfires and whatnot. And they had some passion in their hearts, which they had some family out there. So, and I was, I was impressed. I was impressed. They, they moved as a team. They worked as a team. They did some intricate stuff that as a player, a former player, you sit, you know, I was in the stands and sitting there watching, whether it's, you know, cadence motion. I was just really impressed. They looked way, way more complete of a team. Um, so let's flip it over on the other side with, with Vandy. You know, I think with 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 Vandy, the biggest difference that I noticed is they're a different team personnel wise. So, for example, last year we really established ourselves as we're going to run the ball on first down. We're going to get three at a minimum and make it second and seven. We may get make it second and one. We shoot. We may get a first down right away. I was a little surprised at how many times the ball was in the air on first down, whether it was an RPO, whether it was just a simple hitch out and you know or a, or a swing. It's a completely different offense, but I got to, you know, you look across there and I believe Chris, you can, you can think this too. This is a huge takeaway of mine from the game, you know, and something Vandy hasn't had in a while, man, they can spread the ball around to a lot of guys and are just as good. You got Will Shepard out there. Everybody knows about him, but you know, Quincy Skinner making plays, big two point conversion that they had there. Jaden McGowan was electric, especially on that kick return. London Humphreys, true freshman, Logan Kyle on an end around, you know, and so I think there's a, they can distribute the ball a little more than last year when it was, you know, either handoff to Ray or pass to Will. Um, we were a little kind of two-dimensional, if you will, but they got a lot of guys involved. But, yeah, you know, I think I think if, if you know, you're in the Vandy locker room, you're always happy to be 1-0, no doubt, and you'd definitely rather win from a – or learn from a win than a loss. But, you know, I think that if you talk to anybody in the program, they, they would all say that there's, there's another level that they can definitely reach, and I think they were expecting to reach that. But – that's why they play 11 more games. So, 
Thank you for the super chat, Justin Holland. By the way, Blake is not joining us today. He's been in the doctors this morning. So uh, speedy recovery to our man, Blake. Uh, we'll, we'll probably go an hour today, but we may not. Depends on how much we end up having to talk about. Yeah, I thought that Vanderbilt in the, in the passing game looked looked pretty good. I think they've got some weapons there. The, the running game, I just don't think they've got much of one right now. Uh, I think the thing that shocked me, their offensive line play was poor. I did not expect to see that. The, the defensive line did not get quite the pass rush. I thought it might. No, Vanderbilt was playing without its probably top rush end and Darren Agu, and I'm sure that made a difference. But, boy, the, the back end struggles, struggling to cover. I mean, Vanderbilt's corners had a really, really hard time covering last year. And, it, look, it is not – it's not just on the corners there. It is inability to get a pass rush. But I think if you were watching that game, hoping to see a much improved pass defense, maybe that's coming, but it certainly was not there Saturday night. I think, man, defense is so much about structure and 11 guys playing the same way. And that may sound like coach speak. And I apologize if that's like somebody rolling their eyes saying that's exactly what a coach would say. Well, it's true. Defense is all about structure and about 11 guys playing together. Offense, you can have, you know, a missed block on the backside of a run, but the guy made a great move and is running towards the other sideline for a 20-yard gain. And so I think it all plays plays together. I, I think one thing that Vandy's always been good at, and this goes back to, to my last year as well, is, you know, they can they can stop the run. They're, they're gap sound. They're, they're their guys. They're not necessarily in the backfield getting tons of tackles for losses for game, but, man, it gets down to third and two, fourth and one. Like, I'm choosing Vandy every time, man. Like, and they've proven that over the years. You know, I think where they get in trouble is when, you know, the, the lack on the pass rush and then, you know, the guy has all day back there to throw like seven on seven. But, you know, I think that comes with time. And so it's about structure. And, and that's usually what happens in fall camp is especially when you have now with, you know, offense coordinator Joey Lynch being there for a third year. The offense usually kind of clicks a little quicker than the defense because it's new faces, especially in this transfer portal world. You know, guys trying to learn how to play together with chemistry and whatnot. And so, you know. I, I, I wouldn't say I – w- I would say I was a, a little surprised at it, but at the same time I did expect the offense to be a little bit further along. But, you know, we'll see. They got Alabama and m next week, and then they got a big one, a big one, which I really call a wild card game um, in Winston-Salem against Wake Forest without Sam Hartman this year. Um, so we'll see what happens there, man. And, and so they got to they gotta come out and bring it next week. And, and um, as you know from this past week, can't take anybody for granted. So come out bring it next week and then and then head into Winston-Salem to to really kind of dictate the the path of the season to be honest. Our longtime friend of the show SDC football had a couple of comments there the offensive line was abysmal I agree with that Vanderbilt returned four or five starters expected better third year starting center uh, you you would have thought that bunch played better I, I don't know Gavin you know I don't know if maybe there's always when you beat a team by 53 points the prior year at their place. And, and granted, Hawaii was a much different team as the season went on, went to the run and shoot midseason. Or excuse me. Yeah, it was a run and shoot. Excuse me. I started to say air raid, but it, they run the run and shoot. Yep. Um, you know, th- there, there are always fair questions to ask about how seriously can you take a team that you beat by 53 points the, the year before. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that. Um, but look, here's the difference for Vandy today. I, I thought – at least on, excuse me, I say today. We're doing this Monday. The game was Saturday night. This is a game that Vanderbilt could have lost in previous years. 
Yeah. The difference was mistakes. Vanderbilt did not make crucial mistakes. I think it did get penalized eight times, but turnovers were 2 nothing. Ricky Wright had two of the biggest plays of the game, had a pick in the end zone and the pick to seal the game. So that was the thing that Vanderbilt didn't, didn't play well, but it didn't blow it either. I want to ask you something, though, about a couple dynamics from the game. And, oh, by the way, the, the all the reports of disaster – about construction and getting in and out completely overblown. That that was pretty well a pretty well run operation. Um, yes, they had holes and equipment and stuff, but it was neatly stored. It, it was not an eyesore. Um, no, so there was that for people for people wondering. But the rain delay, you don't often see a football game where kickoff is delayed by an hour and forty one minutes. Mm-hmm. What is that like as a player? Does that favor a particular team? What are the things that maybe you wouldn't think about where you're in that spot? Because we do not see delayed football games that often. Yeah. And, you know, I think hit on your first point, you're right. That was, uh, you know, we'd be lying. We'd be lying to each other right now if we said there wasn't, you know, some major construction going on in and around the stadium. But I also agree. I mean, that was, I think, if you're really not looking at it, it didn't really bug me at all, to be honest with you. And I don't really think it bugged other people that much either. And so, you know, I, I'm when I, as a player, I played in Missouri Stadium in, in, in 2018 and then 2020 as well. And their end zone was under complete renovation mm-hmm. and looked way worse than Vandy's did on, on Saturday. And so, you know, I think people are just overreacting because maybe it's Vanderbilt or whatever it may be. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, you can do as, as good of a job. Plus the weather. I mean, it was just – it was it was nasty out to me. Thank God. that That's usually a game Vandy gets in, like, November when it's, like, 30 degrees. And then it's especially yeah. nasty out. And – but, um, you know, I, and so anyway, moving towards the rain delay as we're speaking is that has such an effect on your routine. And so, for example, I was super structured with my game day routine when I played. And so I would be in the hotel the night or the day um, pregame meal. I'm really specific. I would have and I know a lot of guys are the same. And I promise you, if we are, it's the same across this league. It's it's armed. I'm at the I'm at the uh, hotel before the game pregame meal. It's R&B music. I'm trying to t- calm myself down because I know I still have three or four hours till kickoff. We get to the facility. It's some more up-tempo hip-hop rap kind of stuff. And then I was, you know, three songs of ACDC, and then I was ready to go on the field. And so <laughs> I know that people have the routines. And so when that gets messed up, it definitely messes up the psyche a little, little bit. Is it, ex- is it an excuse? Absolutely not because the other team is going through it as well. And so it's really just about how how well you can adjust and – you know, I think actually I would argue that it could be even a disadvantage as the home team because you have your whole facility, you can walk around, you can do this and that versus if you're an away team, you're in a small confined area, you're locked in the whole time. It's very easy as a home team to get distracted hour and a half. You got your phone sitting there. You can walk to the training room. You can walk to the weight room, roll out a little more nutrition, whatever it may be. And so I think as an away team, instead you're packed in kind of like that little – um you know, as we talk about like those little dungeon, I know last week we spoke about the visiting locker rooms and how that can be like a little bit of a miserable experience sometimes. Well, if you're in it and you don't, you can't look at anything else besides your teammate who's sitting across from you for an hour and 41 minutes, you're, you're still pretty locked in. There's, you can't really get distracted. There's not a lot of distractions around you. And so, um, you know, I, I went through my fair share of Randallays, had a big one my freshman year against, um, south carolina which was miserable and then and then like we're in the middle of the third quarter and they delayed it again and so it's the worst i literally hate rain delays as a player there's nothing worse it takes you out of rhythm it takes momentum out of a game and so it's definitely a wild card but as you said it's still it's still an even playing field because both teams are experiencing it 